We say good morning, don't we, so often, but it's sad morning. All experiencing a range of emotions. So, John, thank you for asking me to speak briefly on self-care this morning uh, at this tragic time, uh, which for most of us has come as a bit of a shock, a bit of a wake-up call maybe, uh, for those who call Christchurch home, a safe haven, a faraway refuge from the atrocities of Europe and uh, the Middle Eastern countries have sadly and frighteningly experienced has come to our own backyard. And uh, it's sort of uh, a bit levelling. I don't know about you, but it's like, what? Not us. So we've he heard this a lot, haven't we, on the, new on the news. So uh, geographically being far away, but actually uh, terror uh, is, is actually lurking. It's a reminder of the evil that is present and can strike at any time. Uh, also reminds us of the good that exists uh, as well uh, in response to that evil as we've witnessed through the bravery uh, of so many responders. Amazing, especially those two policemen that apprehended the gunman. So it's not surprising we might be feeling anxious we might be feeling terrified, uh, angry, uh, and, and really, really uh, upset. Uh, these are all uh, fear-based secondary emotions uh, in, in psychology, always covering the more vulnerable feelings or the emotions underneath, uh, such as injustice. You know, that's a hideous emotion. Uh, feeling unsafe and feeling powerless. You know, uh, I, I realise that as, as humans, we have aspects to ourselves. You know, we, ha we are physical and we're actually uh, emotional and we're ment we have mental uh, aspect and a spiritual aspect. And this affects every aspect of our being, every aspect. Uh, so, compassion for ourselves first. Put on your own oxygen mask, they say, in the flight spiel, before you can help others. You know, that's the key. So, learning self-soothing, to be able to actually remain centred rather than uh, become really enmeshed in, in those frightening, frightening feelings is a key thing, to be able to learn how to calm yourself down and, and so that you can show compassion for others by reaching out in love and support. And we've heard, uh, like Charles saying what he did, you know, just the very small, uh, uh, just those, those differences we can all make. And Pam, you know, that God used her uh, in, in a powerful way and as she just got that soup and just got on a scooter and off she went. You know, we can all do something. Um, but, and that is like a helpful antidote for the vulnerable emotions because we can sit at home and just look at all the fearful uh, screenshots and, and, and the in internet uh, and the Facebook community. Uh, that can 
just keep us in that state. So just briefly, we need to focus on all aspects of ourselves and ask ourselves the question, what do I need? What do I need physically? Because it does affect your physical body. You can feel like a bit sick. You can feel spinny. You can feel you've got the runs. You can feel your heart pounding. You can feel like numbness in your face. You can feel all kinds of things physically. What do I need emotionally to stabilize? What do I need mentally? And what do I need spiritually? So number one, acknowledge your feelings. You can find all this on our website if you want to go over what I'm saying today, uh, strengthtostrength.co.nz. So acknowledge your feelings. Shock. You know, I usually shut down in, in uh, traumatic situations. Uh, I sort of just stop. <laughs> so we all have different ways of responding. I drive really slowly and move very slowly. That's how I usually, um, that was how I responded when I got a phone call to say Graham had uh, fallen from a lofty height and wasn't breathing. So, I mean, that was a long time ago. But, you know, I couldn't get to the hospital. I was just stuck in my body. So shock, grief, sadness, anger, rage, uh, and empathy uh, is a normal response from our brain's limbic system, all normal. And as our children are going back to school tomorrow, uh, as parents, uh, there can be a concern we may lose uh, control of, of what the children are hearing because we've been able to really uh, contain it at home, uh, how much the children can you know, see on TV or just to actually try and balance the, the um, alarming messages that they may be receiving. But as soon as they get into the peer groups, like the Chinese whispers start, and the terribleizing and the awfulizing and the crucializing can be quite frightening. So it's really important to be open, to listen to your children, to talk to them, to ask them, you know, what are you hearing, and to really allow them to process, have those honest conversations with your children. Reassure them how normal it is to feel worried, how normal it is to feel upset, because we can minimize it, can't we? Oh, well, you know, God is good. He's protecting us. And yet, you know, the emotions do need to be actually processed for us not to have uh, an incredible... Uh, result of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder from this, which we will potentially have anyway down the track. But this is helpful uh, in, in antidoting this. Uh, yes, it's awful, but there are some good people out there as heroes who are protecting us. Uh, and show them photos if they're young, you know, of the heroes and what they look like and how they're, they're there for us. So this leads to number two, and it's very important, guide your mind. Guide your mind away from the what-ifs. What if, what if, what if I was there? What if I was here? And what if that could happen in our church? You know, away from catastrophizing and ask ourselves, is this helping me? Is this, or is this hurting me? Is this strengthening me? Uh, to, to continue to uh, look at what might be, what could happen, which is a fear-based way of the brain uh, responding. 
the antidote is to steady and to center ourselves by focusing on what is. What is. The what-ifs will drive us crazy. And anxiety always has a what-if going on. What if this? What if that? And fear is a powerful form of faith. It's faith going backwards. It's actually fearing what might happen instead of having faith in what can happen, what can be, rather than, oh, man, what if? So what is... uh, Yeah, and that can keep us sort of like in a state of red alert too, going over the the uh, the what ifs, Uh, and especially if we focus on the constant stream of news. I realised the more I watched it, uh, the more impact it it was having on me. I don't know if anyone else experienced that. It sort of solidifies it, and they showed the same frames like fifty times, and then you think, "Gosh, I've been dreaming about that one too," and that person. I think I know them. And it's just because there's so much uh, in that stream of news and social media posts. So um, asking ourselves, is terribilizing this situation strengthening me? Or is it winding me up into a state of anxiety, which is often the problematic response? Also, with our need for security under threat, because this is an emotional need to feel secure and safe. It's a human need ask ourselves, how can we be safe when we are not in control? How can we be safe when we are not in control? How do we focus on what is and begin to self-soothe, to reset our emotional state and as a result, uh, and reset the state of those around us? So reminding ourselves and our children, we are generally a peaceful community. That's that's something that's true. We are generally a peaceful community. That has not actually changed. We have police, armed forces, government, the real heroes doing everything they can to reassure and protect us. And thirdly, feed my need. Really important. Feed my need for connection for hugs, for comfort, for nurture, for support, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, and physically. Connection is really important at this time. I wasn't coming today, (laughs) because I'm having major surgery on Tuesday, so I thought, oh, I'll get all ready on Sunday, and then I get invited here to speak. But this connection is so key. That's what we're doing here today. Uh, And... uh, you know, we can uh, hug, talk. Uh, this can meet our physical need, being together. And it's at times such as these, as a church who's salt and light, which we've been hearing this morning in a dark world, ask ourselves, how can we let our light shine in the lives of our Muslim brothers and sisters? I saw an amazing testimony that somebody posted on Facebook of uh, a Muslim uh, leader who uh, had a dreadful shingles outbreak and he was, uh, his life was under threat. He was on life support. And God appeared to him uh, in, at the end of his bed and he said, I am the God of the Christians and the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Wow. And he was gone. 
That's all he said. And he said, I knew it was Jesus. This was a Muslim. And when he awoke, his, his shingles started to abate. And within a day, it had all gone. And so, friends, we don't know how big God is, do we? That he would appear, that Jesus would appear to a Muslim and say that to him, and healing was the result. As the church, we represent kindness, we represent diversity and compassion, and it's time to connect in a way we haven't with our community in a very authentic, meaningful way, and that will be different for us all. Uh, we can give time, we can give money, we can give, we've seen people giving flowers, cards, encouragement, just standing with our community. How can we reach out? How can we? It will be a long journey to recover from this trauma. And there's going to be a lot of ongoing support needed from the community and from professionals. But lastly, and most importantly, how can we reassure ourselves spiritually, remind ourselves we have a God who is beyond all and still on his throne? Ultimately, he holds our lives in the grip of his hand. And even if, and ultimately when we do die, our body dies, he still holds our life in the grip of his hand. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The good news that we as his children carry inside of us to a world where love, kindness, and the compassion of God is the antidote to fear. God bless you all, and God bless our city of Christ Church, named after his intention. Thank you for the privilege of being able to share today. So just those three things, just I'll just go over them. Acknowledge your feelings, guide your mind away from the what-ifs, and focus on what is, and remind ourselves to feed our need for connection, and realize that God is the blessed controller of all things, and he is still on his throne holding our lives in the grip of his hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Can we just stand, folks? And can I have the team come back up? <coughs> We're going to have a, a practice at some of that. Could you have a look with your eyes at someone that you really like? Hopefully they're right next to you. <laughs> and then I'd like you to acknowledge them in some extra way, maybe even the hug. And just, just let that physicalness of you matter, you care, you're part of my world, be expressed. Such a simple little thing, eh? Such a simple little thing, but so powerful. Why don't you turn to the person you don't like so, quite so much <laughs> and, and just involve them. <laughs>